Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome back to part three of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Okay, so enjoy part three of the podcast. What are you getting interrupted from, dude? Yeah. You do nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously covering it up. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that was bothering me. I got them to take it out. It's only temporary, but yeah, you know, she's like, I should phone. call my brother. And, yeah, he can't pay for a phone, and then he just goes to the window. Yeah, I'll call your brother. Hey, Paulie, your yeah. sister's with me. All right, like, <laughs> and she's, you know, she keeps saying like, she's like, I don't think I belong here. I don't belong here. Yeah, and she's just really uncomfortable she's like i don't think i know you well enough etc and yeah. you know i've never been in a man's apartment alone and all of these things she's saying like i think she's just i think she i don't know if she trusts I think she's that self-conscious he's not yeah, yeah she's self-conscious because at this point she still thinks he's fucking with her yeah like he thinks that she, she thinks that he's playing a joke on her and you can yeah. see he's trying to be genuine he kind of corners her a little bit in the corner which was weird but you know he he takes her glasses off and he takes her hat off and that's when he says i think you're really pretty and that's when we get the line i always knew you was pretty don't tease me yeah and yeah you know her acting is really really good here like she completely and utterly deserved the best actress nomination here yeah she unfortunately she didn't win it. Unfortunately, Faye Dunaway won for uh, for network, but she absolutely deserved the nomination because even for this scene, like the way she's looking up and looking down, and tries to look him in the eye but doesn't. But you can tell she's she knows that he means it, but she doesn't trust herself. She almost gives him a little bit of a glare because he goes, "You've got really pretty eyes," and her head kind of snaps up and looks at him like, "Fuck fucking off! Fuck off!" She gets a bit of attitude, but you, I, I like when the, the kiss is great because Stallone kisses her and you can tell like the, the feeling of her like, okay, I want this. Is he actually doing this? Is this real? Is this not real? What's going on? And then gradually she kind of just gives into it. Like, yes, this is actually real. Holy shit. Right. Yeah. And it's happening. Oh my God. Like, um, this is working and he actually wants to kiss me and holy shit, this is happening. It's really, really yeah. good, man. Well, yeah, you've got people that you've got people that are so alone. 
and have been used by everybody. Like, you can't think of a moment in this film where either one of these characters are not being used or abused, you know? Yeah, unless they're together. Yeah, and when they're together, they form a bond where they both become strong and they both realize what's bullshit. And, you know, you slowly see her change, like, in the way that she dresses and, you know, she's not wearing the glasses and all of these things. She, she's... Like, people have criticized Adrian as being, like, a flat character that's just kind of motivation for Rocky, but I don't believe it's true. Like, I really think that they help each other, and they both become strong, and the two of them are far stronger uh, together. Like, you know, that old phrase, like, you know, greater than the sum of the parts. These two are far greater than the sum of the parts, man. Absolutely. And when they get together, they start standing up for themselves, and we, we see Adrian go at Polly in a little bit here and yeah, really man. stand up for herself when he starts being a complete asshole and Rocky starts a little bit believing like holy shit a couple of these people start coming through a little bit and he's like fuck maybe I have a shot at this dude yeah because now after the after the apartment scene uh, they go to the gym here and a couple guys are outside like hey man Mickey's looking for you so he goes up and Mickey says you know hey, this guy was here looking for you I think they're looking for sparring partners for Creed yeah and uh, this is so fucking funny because Rocky's oh. like, hey, oh. yeah, they're probably looking for sparring partners for Creed. And Mickey's like, that's what I said, you goddamn dumb dago. Yeah, I just said <laughs> that, you dumb dago. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, so, it's so good. But it's this is a good scene, and I like this, because this is a really a really indicative scene of what dudes are actually like. Because he's a, Mickey's like, you want to know why I, you know, I kicked you out? And Rocky's like, yeah, I want to know! And all the guys yeah. around them stop skipping, stop hitting the bag, and just stare. And then Mickey tells him. Yeah. You want to know? I want to know! Okay, I'm gonna tell you, cause you had the talent to become a good fighter, and instead of that, you became a leg breaker to some cheap second-rate loan shark. To living? It's a waste of life. Like you had actual potential, you dumb fuck, and you went to work for this low-ass loan shark as yeah. a fucking leg breaker, you shithead. Yeah, you became a leg breaker. You had a lot of talent, and you wasted it, and and, and fuck uh, you. That's why. Yeah. But then. Rocky walks away, and all the guys just go right back to what they were doing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, well, Which, that's over. You know, that, that 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 would happen in a martial arts class or what have you. You know, yeah, well, that there would we go. Absolutely yeah. happen. Yeah, that would totally happen. Everything just fuck you. You guys suck. Yeah. All right, let's get done. What were you doing? Oh yeah, one two. <laughs> yeah. But Rocky goes to uh, to the office, the promoter's office here. What's his name? Jensen Jurgens, something like that. You were mentioning before where this guy, this guy. You know, he's got the three-piece suit on. He's the promoter. He obviously has money. His office is really nice. And Rocky is as uncomfortable in this office as Adrian was in Rocky's apartment. Yeah, which is awesome, which I didn't pick up as a kid, right? But yeah, he well, is no. so uncomfortable. And the way that they frame the shot where he's standing over Rocky, and he's really close to him, and yeah, Rocky's sitting down. shooting and from Rocky, down and under. Rocky will not make eye contact. He's just no. like, and he's saying all these fucking agreeable bootlicking things he's like hey i won't take any cheap shots i'll be a good sparring partner for him and yeah. you know all all that stuff he's just he's just being such a a lower status person he believes that he's a lower status and that's how he's acting even when jurgen says no 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 no, you don't understand we're gonna offer you the chance to fight apollo creed for the heavyweight title he rocky doesn't believe He's worthy of that and says, like, no, look, I, that, no. I'm not going to do that because he's the champ. It wouldn't be a good fight. People wouldn't watch it. 
I'm more of a club fighter, I think is what he yeah. says. Ham and egg or club fighter. That's right. He says ham and egg or, yeah. And uh, this guy just basically tells him, no, look, this is going to happen. You're going to fight Creed. You're the Italian stallion. You know, it's it's the bicentennial. You know, this is going to be a big fight. It's going to be a big chance for you, blah, blah, blah. You have a chance to win the heavyweight world title. But that's the thing that's so funny is, like, he's totally being manipulated, too, because he's like, Apollo Creed really likes you. He's yeah. seen you fight, Rocky. saw you fight. Like, no, he didn't. He's, Fuck off. No, he didn't see anything. He picked his name out of a hat because he liked the name Italian Stallion. And, yeah. he, again, it's just people fucking with him. And, again, I like when they picked his name out and Duke looked at him and went, He's a southpaw. I don't want you messing around with southpaws. Now, they do everything back. Southpaw nothing. Yeah. Like, Duke is concerned about, okay, man, I know you're the champ and everything, but this is still a fight. Mm-hmm. Whoever you pick is going to be able to punch you. And yeah. this dude's a southpaw. This might be a problem. Let's pick somebody else. And Apollo's like, ah, fuck southpaw. I don't give a shit. Fuck that guy. I'll knock him out in three. Like, well, Apollo is so confident. It was almost like that movie Digstown with Bruce Dern and Lou Gossett yeah. Jr. and James Woods, where like they're talking about how old Lou Gossett Jr. is, and Bruce yep. Dern is like, Gentlemen, we are talking about a man who has made a living knocking people out. <laughs> Despite how old he is, he's still <laughs> very fucking dangerous. So, yep. I just... I like it. And we get the little... The, I do like the scene where Rocky and Adrian are watching the news conference on the shitty old TV. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I just want to say hi to my girlfriend. Hey, yo, Adrian! I'm on TV, eh? Huh? How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe this? Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> just I, I i went through a bunch of these today and researching this uh, I, I mentioned the uh the afi the american film institute again it's uh it's friggin' funny because yo adrian is the american film institute's uh number 80 top movie quote out of the top 100 and i thought it would be funny if you frankly my dear i don't give a damn what's that from that's from Casablanca. Oh, sorry. That's that's from uh, Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. Yeah, Godfather. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody that's... instead of a bum, which is what I am. Marlon Brando in... Yep. Uh, uh, fuck, what was that? Uh, not the contender. Uh, fuck, I can't remember. That one's on the waterfront. Yeah, okay. And then uh, Toto, I've got a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Wizard of Oz, yes. And then, here's looking at you, kid. That's Casablanca. That's Casablanca. Those are the top five. Nice. But yeah, Yo Yo Adrian is number 80 in the top movie quotes of Fuck. all time. But uh, yeah, anyway, we get the the scene here with Pauly getting a little bit, uh, being a bit of an asshole. You know, get out of my fucking life. You know, he's he's insecure because I think he sees Rock and Adrian together and... He sees that Rocky actually likes Adrian. He, you know, yelled at her on TV and, hey, Adrian, well, they, on TV, blah, blah, blah. And they're actually having a nice relationship that seems actually functional. And that fucks and with And he Paul. doesn't have that. Yeah. That's he doesn't have thing. anything. Like, he, when, when he was, like, when they were doing the news report, he's like, oh, hey, they're taking cheap shots at you, Rock. How does that make you feel? Like, he starts yeah. fucking he's spitting poison him. at Rock. He starts fucking spitting poison at Adrian. Yep. And he is jealous that they actually have, like you said, a, like a functional relationship. And he doesn't. Like, Paulie yeah. just doesn't. It's that, it's that song. It's the crab bucket song, man. He is the crab in the bucket. Yeah. 
pulling everybody down. You you're, you can't leave. You can't leave me down here and be better. That's the whole fucking neighborhood, dude. Like that's everything in this movie is everybody and, needs to stay at my level. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I think I missed a lot when I was watching it. You know, as a kid, like you know, on the rewatch, you actually realize that everybody in this town is kind of like a piece of garbage, and Rocky getting this chance is kind of like at the beginning they didn't believe in the so-called american dream that apollo creed is talking about but once rocky gets this they all start to do you start to see a change in everybody in the neighborhood like yeah oh my god i can actually have dreams again like it's and I'm, i don't think that's an understatement like I'm, no I'm it's like, not I, I think it's like a realistic thing that happens to everybody because of this one guy yeah it really is he gets this shot and like gazo sees him here and is like hey man you got any money for training? Here. And Gazzo gives him 500 bucks. Yeah. And is like, here, man, do your thing. Have some, you know. And then he runs back and takes the cigarette. Give me that. You're in training. Like, <laughs> it's. But you know what's actually really interesting is uh, he walks Gazzo to the car, and Buddy, the driver that was shitting on him through the whole movie, doesn't say a peep this time. Doesn't say a word. Yeah, he lets him slide now. Then we get arguably the best scene in the movie. This is really, really good. Yeah, this is tremendous when Mickey goes up to Rocky's apartment here to effectively ask for a job is is what he's asking for. One of the things that I think is really smart in this scene is when Mickey first goes up, Mickey is just like Jurgens was manipulating Rocky in that movie. Mickey yeah. walks in and and as much as the relationship grows between these two in the subsequent films, yeah. Mickey walks in trying to manipulate him too absolutely like completely yeah he tries to take advantage of him and tries to lay on the he lays on the bullshit right you need a manager i've been there i've done the thing look at this and he's showing him pictures yeah you need somebody you need somebody to guide your rock you know basically the undercurrent of that is you're not smart enough to do this on your own rock you need me i've been around i'm the brains Mickey really just wants to tag along and be part of it, right? Like not yeah, he tag wants to along, be a but fucking hanger on. Yeah, he wants to get in there, and he's just like, "Ah, kid, how you doing?" But the thing is, like, Rocky's a little bit different now. He's not completely, and it's I I I used to think it was more the fight, but I think it's his relationship with Adrian. It's a hundred percent like, his relationship with he's, Adrian. He's he's like, no man, like. He's just giving him these looks like, here's another motherfucker coming along trying to manipulate me. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Yesterday you called me a dumb dago, you fuck. What are you doing here now? Like... Yeah. Where were you yesterday, asshole? You kicked me out of my... And he says the line, right? When when Mickey says... I forget what, the, what Mickey's line is exactly, but he says something like... You know, you kind of remind me of The Rock. Do you know that? You really think so? That's right. You move like him. You, and you got heart like he did. I got heart, but I ain't got no locker, do I, Mick? Yeah. Like, he calls him out on yeah. it. Like, yeah, what the fuck, man? Like, now you're here kissing my ass because you want something. You're not doing this for me. Because you're he, doing yeah. it for you. Yeah. You're doing it for you. And honestly, Rocky's such a caring and giving person. If Mick had to come in and opened that way, I think it probably would have been different. But no, Mick comes in. And he's just like, hey, I've been doing this 50 years. I remember I fought the da-da-da-da-da. I can show you the ropes. I can show you how to not get manipulated. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Rocky's not buying any of this bullshit. He's like, no. I got 21 stitches in my eye. And, you know, he's giving him all these things. And Rocky's just completely ignoring him. And yeah. 
Mickey's just Mickey's just selling the bullshit over well, and over again because he wants to be involved. Yeah, you can tell when somebody's talking to you and they're trying too hard to be friendly. They're noticing shit about you. Oh, that watch. I love those watches. I had one of those watches before, but like, bitch, why are you talking about my watch? Yeah, well, when he first comes in, he's. I think his first line is, hey, nice place you got here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that that kind of set the tone. But yeah, and then Rocky <laughs> says, uh, he goes, he sees the picture of Rocky Marciano, and he's like, yeah, you remind me of The Rock. And this is, I, where, it, this yeah. is where it all kind of unfolds. And I, I love the way they did this, where... Rocky calls him out a little bit like he's he's you can see the frustration building. Yep. When he's throwing the darts. Yep. And Mickey is trying to explain to him what he what you need, Rock. This is what you need. You need a manager. Remember back in the day, you know, he's telling him his old war stories. This guy put a fucking nail in the thumb of his glove and stabbed me in the face a bunch of times. And Rocky's like, I don't I don't give a fuck. Like you can see in it he doesn't say it, yeah. but you can see it in his face. Like, you are fucking with me. And he's just walking back and forth, throwing the darts. But he doesn't have the social skills to tell Mickey what he's actually feeling. So he just leaves and goes in the other room. Yeah. And basically is like, get the fuck out of my house. I'm not going to be here. Leave. And Mickey, like, realizes, okay, I guess this is over. And he he goes to get his hat and he kind of opens the door like, oh, fuck, I, I forgot something. And closes the door. And goes to get his hat or whatever he forgot. And then Rocky comes out thinking he's gone. And he just looks at him and then closes the door again. Yeah. Like, like he, he won't even physically face Mickey because he doesn't know. Again, he doesn't have the social skills to deal with the situation. Yeah. he's Because, yeah, he goes in the bathroom and he's just like, I, um, I needed your help 10 years ago is what yeah. he says. Like, yeah. I needed your help 10 years ago and you weren't there for me. And Mick's like. Well, if you needed help 10 years ago, why didn't you ask? And Rocky's like, I did ask. I did but ask. you weren't listening. Yeah, you didn't hear anything I said. Mick's, Mick just kind of, he goes, yeah, but, but, but. And he just kind of whispers like, I'm 76 years old. And just turns. Because yeah. now Mickey, like that parallel, like Mickey never got out of the fucking neighborhood. He's 76. Like Mickey's still, you know, like Mickey's not yeah. become every, anything. Like he's. He's there. Like this whole yeah. this whole neighborhood they're in is just this trap. Mickey's just still teaching bums how to throw jabs. Yeah. He's literally made nothing of his life, you know? And once Mickey leaves, Rocky comes out. That's when Rocky finds his his voice. Yeah. And says everything he should have said when Mickey was there. Yeah. But Mickey actually hasn't left yet. He's still going down the stairs and he actually hears everything Rocky said. Yeah. It's really good. Like, the way they filmed this is great that Rocky can't face Mick, but the frustration of what he's feeling has to come out. It just comes out when Mickey's not there. Yeah. You know, it's it's brilliantly done. It really is. Yeah, because he's just like, uh, he's like, oh, you, you're not in your prime anymore? He's like, what about my prime, Mick? Yeah. What about my prime? At least you had a prime. He's like, yeah. 10 years? You've never been to my house? Like, you know, he's yeah, just right? like, he's saying everything that he... Should have said, but he couldn't yeah. say to his face. Because, again, he's he's kind of a worn down, he's kind of a worn down man. And he's just like, you know, like, now I got to go fight the champ. And the pressure, he's like, my legs ain't working. Nothing's working. My legs are broken. Like, yep. And he it's just great. knows he's going to lose. And once, once he vents all this anger and frustration and everything and just blows up alone in his apartment, we get that cut shot to Mickey just kind of doing up his coat Fuck. and walking down the street. 
and he gets like this is a great shot. It's so good, man. Mickey's walking down the street, and Stallone realizes, okay, I got all that out of me. Fuck, I actually kind of do need this guy. Yeah. And he goes out and chases Mickey down the street. And there's no dialogue. It's just that long shot down the street under the street light, which is an amazing shot. It's so good. It's so good. Like, they don't do anything. Like, he puts his arm around Mickey, and they're standing right under the street light. So they probably didn't have any lights. It's just yeah. like, hey, fuck, let's do that. And then he shakes his hand. Yeah. Like, okay, you be my manager. All right. Yep. See you tomorrow. He holds his hand out. Mickey doesn't shake it right away. Yeah, there's like that little beat that he doesn't shake. He's and then got he does. like he's like, is he fucking with me? Like everybody in this film has been fucked, and they're they're basically out. Everybody's in self preservation mode. Yes, including Mickey. They're so deeply broken. Yeah, it's it's a great scene. That shot, that long fucking shot down the street where they don't zoom in and there's no dialogue. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I would that that I would like a poster of that shot where Mickey and Rocky are hugging. Yeah, tremendous. And then now we kick it into high gear, dude, because this is where the training starts and everything starts to amp up from here till the end. Because now we get that, yeah, the iconic scene of Rock waking up and now training starts. So the radio's on, he gets up, he walks over the, the glass on top of the fridge and he cracks the five eggs into the glass and just drinks that shit down. <laughs> How many dudes do you know drank raw eggs because of this movie? Dude, because of this movie, this was in everything. This was in, like, different strokes when Kimberly became a figure skater. Like, Dana Plato was fucking <laughs> drinking right. the eggs. Like, like it was, you know, it was a big, big, big thing in popular culture. Like, Absolutely. everybody was talking about it. Everybody was doing it. It was being parodied on Saturday Night Live and other programming. Like, it was, you know, it was a big thing that he just chugged a bunch of raw eggs. Yep. And then he suits Which himself is a, up. Which is a good way to get fucking salmonella. But It's know. a great way to get salmonella and <laughs> yeah, get poisoned yeah, to be out of the yeah, fight. Yeah. yeah. Way to go, yeah. Rock. But uh, yeah, he, he gets his sweatsuit on here and his towel around his neck and it does a little does his little stretch in his high top Chuck Taylors and off he goes yeah, for his run. Yeah, he's running. It's fantastic, in man. In minus, minus two Celsius in his Chuck Taylors. But yeah. it's fucking good. Like the music here is good too. Like the. This soundtrack is is great. It's more of an or- orchestral style soundtrack, and then later we get a little bit more of the kind of that high beats per minute rock and roll. Amp but this up, is yeah. this is yeah, this is a little different. But man, does it work for this film? It works incredibly for this film. And, and we mentioned before the the development and the training and all that jazz, like. You can see Rock through the training process here getting better with his training. Yeah. Like he runs through Philadelphia here, and we end up at the iconic, at dawn, still dark, going up the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum. And this first time he goes up them, he can barely make it up. Like, he's yeah. going up the steps. You can see him as he's going up. He's getting more tired. He's getting worn out. Uh, again, just by way of information, he runs up the steps here, and then the second time he runs up, it's like, you know, broad daylight, and he's jumping around, and everything's better, right? And the the whole song is pumping you up and everything. They did those runs about yeah. two hours apart. Oh, did they really? Yeah, this one right here was bef- just at sunrise or just before sunrise, and then they waited a couple hours till the sun came up, and he did it again for the second take. Oh, well, that makes... And did it full on and all the way up. Makes perfect sense. Yep. And this was one of the very first uses... Of the Steadicam. Of Garrett Brown using his Steadicam. This was the one of the very first uses of that in, in a movie. And uh, he actually filmed his his girlfriend going up the steps. 
Yeah. And then he used that to market it, and they used it for here. Yeah, it's wicked. Very cool. Like, the... Um, it's an iconic shot, because a lot of people were like, how the fuck did they get that, right? Because you didn't have handheld stuff of, like, tracking somebody. Okay, this guy's going to run up the stairs. I'm going to truck beside him, and I'm going to get up to the top, and then I'm going to do a friggin' 360. And, yep. you know, like, that. That's that's an iconic shot for a reason, because it just hadn't been done before and for it to be done in a movie with such a low 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 budget is even more impressive that's why garrett brown specifically did that up the stair circle at the top shot because he said he wanted a shot where even experienced cinematographers would look at it and go how the fuck did they do that yeah i don't even understand how that's possible what the shit and then they could look at it and go oh it's the steadicam thing and he could sell it for that right yeah so, yeah, that was yeah, a tremendous, amazing. tremendous shot. And now we get, speaking of iconic, Polly taking Rock into the, the meat locker here, drinking whiskey out of his flask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, pretty, he's, he's pretty fucked up. Pretty fucked up. And uh, he brings Rock in here and lets him, well, he cuts some meat off for him and gives him a steak, which is nice. But then he fucks with him a little bit, and uh, Rock starts punching these sides of beef here and just lacing this side of beef well yeah because he starts he starts talking shit about adrian again yeah right because yep. he's just like you you really like my sister he's like what's the attraction and then rocky says from a metaphorical standpoint he's like i don't know it fills gaps fills gaps and he's like yep. what and he's like you know she's got gaps i got gaps together it fills gaps and he's like are you bowling my sister <laughs> like yeah and he's thinking like physically like slot and tab yeah but he like he's he's Rocky's talking like emotionally, yeah. you know, like they, they raise each other up and then, uh, Paulie's mad because Rocky will not get him a job with Gazzo because Rocky knows he's a fucking lunatic and doesn't want to put his name out there and hurt his chances. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he doesn't want Paulie to get into that world. Yeah. And then he, Paulie punches the side of meat cause he's mad. And then Rocky just starts laying into this side of beef. Yeah. And, uh, punches the fuck. He punched that shit hard like the yeah it's the legend is that stallone's knuckles are still to this day flat when he makes a fist because he punched these sides of beef so fucking hard he cracked them and there's blood all over his hands i don't know if it's fake blood or beef blood or however it works but his hand wraps are all just soaked in blood and uh it looks awesome paulie's just like oh you're breaking the ribs yeah and like, uh, whatever shut up <laughs> yeah He's like, I'll see you in the morning, okay? Because he knows he pissed Rock off yep. a lot. A lot. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, no, it's good, man. It's fucking awesome. And Paulie has some more to drink because, again, he's a raging alcoholic. And, uh, and then we get Adrian taking care of him here. And I like this, too, because Rocky is now officially in training for Apollo. And, yeah. And Adrian takes his hand wraps off, and Rocky's cold as fuck because he's been in the meat locker his hands are sore like he's all fucked up and adrian is now that she's in a relationship you can t she's horny she wants to fuck now like that's the way it is and she's like want me to give you a rub down and he's like you can tell he's yeah. tired and fucked up and is like hey man like i can't right now okay it's i'm fucking tired and all that shit and she kind of doesn't take no for an answer the first time and is like come on and yeah tries to lean he's like no no seriously i mean it like i fucking can't like that shit hurts and it's not going to work and it's going to be bad for the fight. Yeah. So she finally listens and kind of is like, okay, I'll go make the soup or whatever it is she's making. I forget the meat. I think I'll go make the meat. He's like, why don't you go make the, make the meat? Yeah. <laughs> like, go make the, yeah. okay, I'll go make the meat. 
But uh, going back to your Rocky is a good guy, he feels bad now that he turned her down, and he kind of walks in. He's like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Like, And they have a little moment of, like, it's not at all the time. It's just for now, and, like, sorry. Yeah. Which is kind of a guy-girl thing, too. Well, at the same time, like, she goes into the kitchen, and you can just hear her banging the pots and pans around noisily. Yeah, like she's and, frustrated. Uh, but the thing is, like, her fear was that he was fucking with her, and, like, she's basically just been rejected. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, not, like, the entire relationship rejected, but it's probably, like, her biggest fear. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, like, go. And that's very hurtful to her. Yes. Because that's that's what she's afraid of. And then he comes over, he's like, hey, I'm sorry. And they hug, and it's actually a really nice scene, because... Like, these two characters are really growing. Yeah. You know, Mickey's starting to grow because he's starting to understand. But really, Rocky and Adrian, for the most part, are the only two characters that are on an arc at this point. Yes. The the relationship growth in them is awesome. And then we get a cut here to Rock hitting the bag at the gym. And Mickey comes out and is like, God, you punch like a, whatever he says, you punch like a fucking asshole. And yeah. he gets him the string and ties his feet together at the ankles with about two feet of string between them. And he's talking about balance. He's like, you know, you got to keep your balance. Keep your feet together. You keep your balance when you're throwing your punches, you become a very dangerous man. Yeah. You can tell Mick knows what he's doing. He's got these old school tricks, right? I, I do like when yep. the girls come in and like, Rock, can we get your autograph? And he's yeah, like, get out of Get your horse. Get out of here. Get little chicken asses out of my gym. Women weaken your legs. <laughs> Women weaken your legs. Get out. No fooling around, Rock. <laughs> And that concludes part three of the podcast. Come back tomorrow for part four. If you'd like to get the entire podcast on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Patrons get the full show Sunday night without any ads. If you don't want to become a patron, you can go to offendedpodcast.com. Buy some merch there. That'll get you something cool to wear and rep the podcast you know you love. And we get a bit of money, too, to help us keep the lights on here. Please follow us on social media. At Twitter, we're at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, just search You Have Offended This Podcast. You can interact with us there. Leave us your favorite movies, your favorite scenes, any questions you have, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate and review us wherever you download your podcasts. Ratings and reviews really help us, particularly on iTunes if you could. That would be awesome. Make sure to tell your friends, family, loved ones, and hated ones about this podcast. More listens mean more downloads means it's better for everybody. So thanks very much for helping. Come back tomorrow for part four, and we will be back in your ears very soon.